Dealers, have you been searching for a way to keep your customers' cars looking new for longer? Diamond Coat's Nano Ceramic Gloss and Matte Paint Coating is the answer. No special application tools are required, and it will keep service work in your base. Plus, it's an excellent lease product to offer your customers. Give your dealership the competitive edge with Diamond Coat. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the May 12th, 2023 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. My guest today is here to talk data and what dealers should do with all of it. So what sort of personal data is stored inside today's vehicles? You'd be surprised. And who owns it? Again, the answer might surprise you. And finally, what's a dealer to do before he or she sells that used car chock full of the previous owner's information? We'll get those answers and more when I speak with president of Hey Auto, Brett Jones on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Brett, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. My pleasure, Greg. It's great to have you. This is a topic that I've always wanted to get into, cybersecurity and data. And before we get into that discussion, tell our listeners a little bit about Hey Auto and what it is the company does. Yeah, so Hey Auto is an automotive software ecosystem. So we focus primarily on microservice, white label, uh, custom solutions for dealers from everything for lead generation to CRM management, inventory, IMS, you name it. We have solutions that tap into their current integrated partners and things that they can just use on their own. So we offer it as a true SaaS model. So month to month, plug and play, whatever your dealership needs for the time we can be a provider for that. So having a wonderful marketplace, 2,400 dealers on the marketplace across Canada currently, and just providing really great solutions with uh, new technology for that next generation of consumer. Speaking of new, Hey Auto recently partnered with Privacy for Cars, a technology company that's primarily focused on data privacy issues in automotive. Tell me about that partnership. So yeah, I actually really liked this, uh, this this model we were uh, introduced to privacy for cars out of atlanta georgia um they're having a tremendous amount of success down in uh, the u.s market and we're looking to expand globally so when the opportunity came to uh, you know potentially be a, uh, a a contracted partner for that uh, we jumped at the chance because it's one of those solutions that people don't really think about it when it comes to data privacy i mean you wouldn't open your cell phone and hand it to a total stranger and walk away but we're we're seeing vehicles, you know, four out of five vehicles on a, on a lot uh, have, you know, previous owner's data attached to it, which is a serious, serious problem. So we saw it as an opportunity to um, tap into this solution. We're now the exclusive distributor for the entire dealership market in Canada for this technology. And we wanted to use it as a positive reinforcement to say, hey, dealers do care about your data privacy. They now have a technology solution to be able to clear this and provide a certificate backed by a warranty for the consumers to say, this is important. We do have a solution and and we're taking it seriously. So the the partnership made sense for us. And what exactly is it that you guys do to those vehicles that you said, you know, they're on the lot with data inside? How do you guys solve that problem? So it's it's really funny. I was actually talking to uh, one of our our dealer group uh, owners today. And he was saying, you know, we we have a solution in place. Like we we clear this. Like we watch the YouTube videos when a used vehicle comes in. We find out all the things we have to do to clear that data. The real value in the actual application is all of the data that these folks at Privacy for Cars have collected over time. So they have every single combination of infotainment system for every single ma- uh, uh, 
make and model dating back to 2008. So what it's a pretty simple solution. You scan the, the VIN number on the, uh, or the VIN on the vehicle. It uh, shows you which infotainment system is specific to that vehicle. It walks you through the steps. There's a patented process that these guys have created. Walks you through the steps, uh, validates that that vehicle has been cleared of all data and that how we're tied into the system is tied it into the back end of the dealer portal. It feeds a certificate to that specific vehicle, shows that's been completed, dated, time stamped. And that's the uh, validation layer that you provide to the consumer to say, this vehicle has been cleared of all data. Um, it's good to go. So you touched on it uh, to start this, uh, it, the the size of the problem. How big of an issue is data privacy in vehicles? And is it getting enough attention, do you think? Uh, well, so, you know, before we do any partnership or integration, we do our due diligence, we do our research. So we did a, quite a large market and talked to consumers and said, were you aware of this? And do you think it's important? And it was overwhelming. Yes. I mean, everyone that we spoke with said, you know, I didn't even realize I traded my vehicle in and I forgot to do this. And oh my gosh, I have text messages, my CEO and oh my gosh, my, my, uh, uh, garage door opener is still attached to the synced into the system. All the different things that we don't really think about when we're actually transacting on the vehicles. Um, so it's a really important and it's something that is gaining a lot of attention right now. Bill C64 and in Quebec and they're making a bunch of changes. Like, it's being taken really seriously. I mean, you can use an example of, I believe, I, I could probably say the name Staples had a massive lawsuit issue because they were selling refurbished computers, uh, but they weren't properly clearing the data and the data was passed on to the next owner and it ended up, you know, ending in a quite a substantial lawsuit for them. So it's happening at all these other, uh, all these other industry layers, um, but we're not really focused on it at the, uh, at the vehicle level. And I know OEMs are taking it seriously. I know dealers are taking it seriously. There's, of course, there's liability issues and you want to make sure your dealership's protected, your customers are protected. All of that's important, but it doesn't need to be a punitive thing. Let's turn it into a positive. Let's use a solution that makes sense. Let's make the customers feel more, uh, more comfortable. Let's have the dealership, um, you know, uh, remove themselves from any liability attached to passing on that data to the next, uh, to the next owner. And let's turn it into a value add at the dealership level for a better transparent relationship with our consumers. Well, it's funny because my family uh, recently rented a vehicle to get us to Florida and back over the March break. Uh -oh. We didn't want to take our car and we wanted to try something new because we're in the market. And my wife, being her curious self, started poking around the onboard GPS just to see where else the vehicle had been. And it seems harmless enough. But then I thought, well, my home address is on there. Our hotel is exactly. on there. And then I thought immediately, uh, we need to delete everywhere we've been before we bring this car back. Um, if that's stored in a rental vehicle, what else is being stored in today's vehicles? Not only rentals, but personal vehicles. Um, you know, these things that we drive for up to seven or 12 years. What else is in there that people don't think about that they've got on board that rolling computer? I think it would blow your mind. I mean, it, it certainly, you know, I was, again, I was on, on your side of the coin there. When I saw this, I was like, what else is you know being provided or shared or stored about me? You know, biometrics, how much you weigh um, in the seat sensors, sure. you know, providing that back to the OEM and being able to push that data back to, you know, uh, data aggregators. It's the, you think about it as just your, you know, your, maybe your text message or your, your navigation, like you said, or your or your garage, but it actually goes way deeper than that with the IoT sensors, and, and what just happened with Tesla, which was horrendous of of actual you know 
video recordings from the uh, internal navigation system itself, recording people and, and employees internally sharing that information back and forth with each other. Like just really, really serious stuff. So it's gotten to the point where, you know, cars are cell phones on wheels, right? They're super smart. They're only getting smarter. We're doing integrations with TikTok and with Google. And so every time you're on your phone and you're like, oh, what did I search on Google the last couple of days? Maybe I don't want people knowing about that. Well, that's going to get stored in your vehicle for it. So this is just the first step of putting in a layer of protection for the consumer and the dealer and the OEM. We'll be right back after this short break. Today, we're excited to share with you how you can enhance your customer's driving experience and keep their vehicle looking like new with Diamond Coat's full suite of nano-ceramic gloss and matte paint protection products. Both come with a 10-year warranty guarantee. Diamond Coat's nano-ceramic gloss paint protection is perfect for customers who want to maintain vibrant vehicle finish. This advanced formula uses cutting-edge nanotechnology to create a hard, durable barrier between the paint and the environment. Not only does it provide superior protection against scratches, bird droppings, and UV rays, but it also enhances the paint's shine, making it look like it just rolled off the showroom floor. For matte finished vehicles on your lot, we have NanoCeramic Matte, the only product in North America specifically designed to protect a vehicle's unique non-reflective look. It's engineered to preserve the light-diffusing sheen matte and satin finishes are known for while still providing long-lasting protection from the elements. Both of our nano-ceramic products offer superior protection with a 9H hardness rating and a hydrophobic surface that repels water and contaminants. This means your customers will spend less time cleaning their vehicle and more time enjoying the ride. Not only are our products top of the line, but our team of experts is dedicated to providing exceptional service to our dealership partners. We offer comprehensive training, marketing support, and dedicated ancillary specialists to ensure that you have everything you need to successfully offer our products to your customers. So if you want to provide your customers with the best in ceramic paint protection, look no further than Diamond Coat. Contact us today or visit www.diamondcoat.com to learn more about how we can help. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Welcome back to the podcast where I'm speaking with Hey Auto President, Brett Jones. How valuable is that data both to the OEMs and retailers and marketers, but also to criminals? Oh, yeah. Well, it's that's okay. So, you know, it, as Canadians, we, uh, you know, US and, and, and Canada are a lot different. I mean, every, you know, drive down the freeway in the US and every second billboard's a, um, a, a law firm that wants to represent you for something. So, uh, it is very, very serious. So a big issue that they're having in the States is, you know, this vehicle is being left behind. People are going on test drives. They're logging people's information. They're going to their uh, home or or office and, and robbing them. So something as simple as that is that happens once to a dealership and they track that uh, data back to uh, that specific dealership. I mean, we're going to have issues on our hands. So it's, and to speak to your previous point, yes, everything is data these days. Decisions are made based on data. So collect the, the amount of data that's being collected on the vehicle about you while you're in there and that value that can be then sold to other industries or decision makers. Be like, you're not making any money on that, are you? No, but I would argue that there's potential good that can come out of this data, right? If they if they get average height and average weight and that can improve safety and that can improve oh, I, I think there's a there's a good element to it but there's also the nefarious element to it as well correct 
and that's everything in life. I mean, there's always the good, the good, the bad, and the up. And you know, that's the truth. You nailed it. I'm like, you're going to get a ton of value for like safety and projections and weight based on, you know, stopping distance, breaking distance. All these things are extremely valuable. And when that data is used for good, of course, but we're protecting against the data that's used for bad. Are there enough laws, regulations, and rules to help us navigate this? And and by this, I mean, I'm willingly putting a lot of that data into the vehicle. I'm willingly connecting my Bluetooth to send a text message. I know that it's going there. I would assume I must, as a consumer, have some responsibility to knowing that it might be left behind. But ultimately, you have at least three players that I can think of off the top of my head that are involved in this process. And it's the person putting the data into the vehicle, me, the driver, the user, the OEM, and then if I trade it in, the retailer. Is there enough legalese, if you will, to get us through this? Or is it a really gray area right now in Canada? Uh, it's gray in Canada, but it's it's provided a lot more clarity now. Like, I mean, people are definitely waking up and paying attention, regulators, uh, government officials. Um, you know, there's there's studies being done right now currently on how big of a problem this is. And, you know, the feedback that I'm getting and our company's getting is this is something that we kind of didn't have a line of sight on that we absolutely need to. So, again, we're looking at it, you know, every time you plug your phone, your unencrypted phone plugged into uh, your vehicle, it's storing all of that on the hard drive of the vehicle. Like, it's crazy. And what these guys can tap into now, I mean, we're seeing it with like tapping into key fobs and, and pulling outside of somebody's house, holding up a modem and scanning a key fob duplicating the key and, and driving off uh, their driveway with their vehicle. Just crazy, crazy stuff. So data privacy is more important than ever. And it's not about just, you know, I've talked to, you know, a dozen uh, GMs and, and finance managers in the last week that they're like, oh man, I had like three demos last month and I didn't clear any of them. One's down in Arizona now. and Oh my goodness. Like I had stuff on there with my wife and text messages and you name it. I'm like, yeah, man. Well, it's it's out there now, unfortunately. So it's just about we're focusing on the education portion, and this isn't going to be like a overnight fix. And it's it's going to be a journey together to to find the right solutions and have the right conversations. But that's what it's all about. Like this isn't going to be an overnight fix. This is going to take people buying into why it's important and and buying into solutions that can help prevent liability and protect consumers at the end of the day. Because transparency at the dealer level for consumers has always been something that we've wanted to improve over time. And this is a great service to offer to say, hey, this is something that's important to you in your personal life. And now it's important to us. And we're you're making the second biggest purchase of your life today. We're going to make sure that you're protected at, on this vehicle. So right now, as it stands, who ultimately owns the data in the vehicle? Who owns my personal data when I when I input that into the car? Is it me because I own the vehicle? Is it not me if I lease the vehicle or rent the vehicle, the OEM? Because that's the question I always get asked in our editorial meetings. We always bandy around, who actually owns all that? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to if I want to share that. Or, you know, I don't want to get myself in any kind of trouble here. But uh, I think you would be surprised to learn who owns the data. Um, you know, we're working with the one thing I really loved about privacy for cars and their ecosystem was, yes, this is a wonderful, uh, gateway product to, you know, protect data privacy, clear the, uh, clear the hard drive, et cetera, et cetera. But it's their future products where they're actually educating consumers on, Hey, if you're buying this make and model, you should know 
that this is what's being stored or this is what's being accumulated for data while you're operating this machine. And this is where it's going. And this is who owns it. So all that information is going to be readily available. And that transparency layer, I, I believe that, you know, we believe that's why we, you know, did this contract, that consumers deserve to know that information before they make a purchasing decision. Is that, you know, is that in the fine print when I go in and buy my next vehicle? Is that something a consumer should be asking or something a consumer should expect the retailer to tell them? I, I mean, let me throw it back at you. What do you think? Well, I, I you know, this is really, like I said, I only ever thought of it as like, oh yeah, clear the GPS. But you mentioned things like garage doors are connected. Uh, my text messages are stored. These are things that I didn't even really think of. But now I would probably ask that question. I just wonder if the responsibility is on the consumer to ask that or if dealers and OEMs should be telling potential consumers what it is that is being collected and what to do at the end of the vehicle's life or at the end of your term. Well, it's, it's a great question and a great, and a great point. I mean, I can tell you this. Absolutely, consumers should be asking these questions because it does. It affects them personally. Um, their privacy, it's it's number one. Um, as far as uh, being transparent up front on the, you know, when customers are making even a, a, a decision, scanning a marketplace even to say, hey, which vehicles are storing what? You know, is this part of my decision-making process? You know, it's the same way, like, do I need four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive? Am I okay with manual transmission? They should be like, uh, what data am I comfortable giving up when I purchase this vehicle? Um, so we are uh, working on a product to uh, be able to supply that information if dealers want to participate or if OEMs want to participate in being upfront and transparent about that, it will be available to them for every make and model moving forward. What piece of advice do you give dealers right now in the current situation, in the current landscape of of data collection? Uh, the advice is, is get on board if you... If you don't have an internal process or a solution, get something sorted out because the legislation is coming. This is going to be top of mind. Um, this isn't something that's going to be swept under the rug. People are going to have to take this very seriously moving forward as cars get smarter and, and people are more in tune to what uh, data is being shared into their vehicle. I think if you don't have a solution or you don't have a program in place, get something in order. Let's end here with a little look ahead. What do you see as the trends surrounding data and information security in vehicles? What happens next and and what happens sort of midterm, long-term? Um, it's a great question. I think that uh, given the the buzz around this and, and that it is, you know, becoming top of mind, like five years ago, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation at all. And, and now we're having it today and people are paying attention. I think OEMs are going to get a lot more involved in, uh, you know, cleaner processes, um, more clear guidelines, more clear um, processes to be able to do some of this yourself on the go. Because don't forget, we're we're seeing ride sharing um, uh, applications and whatnot, like Turo, et cetera, that are like, you can go and, you know, rent your car out tomorrow for a week. What do you think the probability is that when that vehicle gets back to you, that that information from them be plugged into your system is available for you now? Or vice versa. What is what is the person renting from you taking from you? Exactly. Exactly. So I, it touches, you mentioned the rental side. I mean, it touches everything. You're talking about government fleet vehicles, right? That's a great point. Yeah. 
it's any it's anything you're talking like if you're a a large oil and gas company here in alberta uh, specifically and you're like okay we have a massive fleet of units we have people that are plugged in we have information that cannot get spread around we have conversations happening between uh supers with their uh with their uh team on the ground and that stuff is sticking in the vehicle the person that might have that vehicle the next day might not be the person that needs to have that information shared what their conversation was previous with the uh with the boss right so there's it, when you really go down the rabbit hole and that's what you know got us you know really eager to to lock in this exclusive partnership to canada was once you start going down the rabbit hole and seeing everything that this touches you're like this is a must-have solution and we're and the future of the technology that these folks are building down there is state-of-the-art brett fascinating stuff a conversation i've always wanted to have glad you could join me uh it was great yeah i appreciate you greg thanks for having me we'll have to uh do it again soon absolutely I'd like to thank Brett for being my guest. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.